Good morning, everyone. If you are able, would you please rise? Let us bow our heads. We say, Heavenly Father, thank you for the blessings you have bestowed upon us. We ask that you uh, allow us to have wise decisions as we conduct the county business. We ask that you give us humility and gratitude with our victories and patience and perseverance during our trials and tribulations. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Can we get the county clerk to lead us in the pledges, please? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Honor the Texas flag. Motion to open the meeting. Move we open the meeting. Second. Commissioner Birkenhoff and Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. We are open for business. First item is to uh, consider the minutes from the previous meetings. I move we approve the minutes to the March 23rd, 2023. Second. Uh, motion by Commissioner Broom. Seconded by Commissioner Sternardle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Under public, uh, public comments, we've got two individuals who have signed up, Rodney Reed and Deborah Frank. Mr. Reed, you want to start, please? Sure, why not? Uh, first off, I want to thank the commissioners and the county court for everything they do for the fire departments around, and especially for the Leadbetter Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, on behalf of the Leadbetter Volunteer Department, we had an accident report yesterday. We responded to the accident report. Two deputy cars showed up, and in between the two deputy cars was a black truck. Never stopped. I tried to stop him, went right on by him. Dark window, so you couldn't see who was inside of it. And so, anyway, uh, when he got ready to leave, did the same thing, backed out, never acknowledged who he was, didn't show any. Nothing on his truck, nothing indicated that he was a county employee or a county personnel. If we're working a scene, I really don't like the possibility. If he's going to do that, come in between two uh, police cars like that, I think he needs to at least roll down the window and identify I'm with him up there. At least we know that he's with them and not somebody else. I mean, you just don't know nowadays. And that's my number one complaint. So you can deal with it whatever you want. I got pictures of the car. I got pictures of the individual. So if you want to know more about it, I'll talk to you afterwards. I'm not going to say any more about that. The other thing is, brought to my attention after, after accident, it's on an area where we're covered by Lee County, Washington County, and Fayette County. It's right here on the north side of Ledbetter, north of 290. One of the questions is, is can we post a speed limit? How do we go about doing that? Another thing is, can we put some rumble strips in so that people know that there's a stop sign they're supposed to stop at at the end of that before they cross over uh, the other road? And uh, I told people that I would look into it 
without going to commissioner's court this morning. So I, you need to let me know or let somebody know in you know, precinct two or whatever how we can handle that situation. So other than that, I appreciate it. Oh, I want to thank commissioners one and two, Luke and, and McGroom for moving forward on the bridge on Little Water Crossing. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Mr. Reed. Uh, Deborah Frank. Thank you, Judge. Uh, first, I want to correct the article in the Bay County Record, which covered the March 23rd Commissioner's Court meeting and referred to me as the Bay County Republican Party Chairman. I am here as a private concerned citizen. I did not sign in or introduce myself with that title. While I believe that many citizens of our organizations may feel as I do about the hospital situation, I have not canvassed the members on this issue. When I'm here representing others, I will announce that. Uh, second, yesterday, April 12th, I received uh, CHC's responses to the information request I submitted on March 23rd. They were provided, um, while they provided some relevant information, they continue to be unwilling to provide anything that is not publicly available. I'm giving the court and the Fayette County record copies of these responses for documentation. And finally, we have come to the point where we need to have hard conversations. The truth needs to come out. Those who have knowledge of irregularities or mismanagement within the hospital situation need to come forward. I know it's not easy to speak out of, on these things. We're a relatively small community, and those may be concerned about what others think of you. However, would you rather stay silent and let these organizations waste what little money they have left, or even worse, convince the county to spend our tax dollars in a futile attempt to save the hospital? Or would you prefer to be known as someone who had the courage to help clean up the mess they have made and pave the way for quality healthcare services with honest business practices in our county? To others in the community, let your commissioner know that you do not want county money your tax dollars spent in any way associated with St. Mark's or their properties. Thank you, Deborah Frank. I'll make a motion that we accept public comments. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Josh Vandiver, our next item, number three, recognize Fayette County EMS employees Melody McCoy and Patty Nelson for their years of service to Fayette County. Josh? So, um, fun, funnily enough, so Patty actually has about 16 years in total serving Fayette County. She left Fayette County some years ago and uh, advanced her career elsewhere and decided to come back about five years ago. She hit that five-year mark recently, and so we want to recognize her for her service. To the county, she brings a lot of perspective to the table, as you would imagine, as someone that's been in EMS for 35 years, 35 years in total. Um, she uh, she keeps me straight. In case y'all are wondering, she does she does smack me around every once in a while. <laughs> Melody uh, has been here her entire EMS career, uh, 15 years. Recently, came up on 15 years. Um, she also works with our first responders and offers. Uh, she actually wrote the class on the first responder training the fire departments go through um, to be able to respond to medical emergencies and help EMS. Um, they're both extremely valued members of our team um, and we wanted to recognize them for the years of service. Judge, there's some plaques up, by there, up there by you. And I see them, yes. You want to come and uh, hand them to them, Josh? 
want to get behind us, please, or however you want to do it. And we do thank y'all for what y'all do. How do you want to do it, Josh? Do it like this? I'll stand behind you and make faces at you, Judge. Okay. Call the block up there. Thank y'all very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know I said it before, but the job that these uh, individuals do is unbelievable. Whenever you see them at the rec scenes and stuff that they have to deal with or whenever they have to do CPR and the amount of, me the amount of people that they help save in the community and stuff. And I know both of them have come down to uh, Schulenberg Fire Department and did numerous hours of training with our members and everything like that. So what they do is incredible and I'll, I'll tip my hats to you once again so Thank great job very good very good Thanks. Okay. so right, i'll take that as a motion commissioner boseman to accept that sure. make a motion to accept the uh, rec uh recognized Fayette county ems employees melody mccoy and patty nelson for the years of service to Fayette county very good seconded by second second by commissioner birkenhoff all in favor say aye aye, aye. opposed <coughs> motion carries <coughs> mr clint sternottle you're uh You've got several items here. We'll start with item number four, consider and take appropriate action concerning the application from Ewald Friedrich Jr. requesting the division of real property in precinct four. Yes. Uh, good morning, judge and commissioners. Uh, this application is for an approximately 11 acre tract uh, being divided into a five and six acre tract. Both of these uh, proposed lots will have adequate public road frontage and acres to meet the county's requirements. <clears throat> this was all Chris Geary with my precinct. Uh, I don't see a problem with it at all. So uh, will we approve the application from Ewald Friedrich Jr. requesting the division of real property located in precinct four. Okay, a motion is made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, motion <coughs> carries. All right, Mr. Sternaudel, go ahead please. The next one is the uh, Appropriate, uh, take appropriate action concerning the application from the uh, Tillishek family requesting the division of real property in Precinct 4 again. Uh, yes, sir. This tract uh, will be divided into a 34-acre tract divided into three new parcels. A tract 1 will have public road frontage. A tract 2 will be accessed via a 30-foot easement. And then the reserve 9.53 you see there uh, will be under similar ownership to the track labeled Tillichek family there. Uh, so it will have access to that track. Should be Tillichek, not Tillichek. Okay, so you're recommending that, uh, Mr. Sternado? Yes, sir. This will meet all the requirements of the county. Mr. Burnson, do I have you down to speak yes, for number five? I just have a couple comments. Yes, sir. I wanted to point out that the, the sketch that I drew, this is my subdivision, that's my hand sketch. I probably could have drawn it faster than AutoCAD, but I wanted to demonstrate here um, that we could get a subdivision passed with a simple hand sketch like this. And it's a demonstration, that, and I like the fact that Fayette, in Fayette County, you can get a subdivision approved like this. This is something that I would imagine a landowner might do. Presented. We've seen stuff like that in here before, 
and I think it's important for these really simple subdivisions, and in particular on this one, because all the lots are so big, and it's drawn to scale, you don't even really need dimensions. But I just, I wanted to point out that I like the fact that we can get subdivision plats like this approved for these simple matters. And I'll be, bringing, I'll be talking more about this in the future, but I just wanted to point that out for now. So the only reason why that one was brought before us is because one of them was less than 10? Correct, yes. Correct. You're, you're uh, suggesting approval of this, Mr. Sternow? Yes, sir. We approve the application from the Tillichek family requesting the division of real property located in Precinct 4. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, Mr. <coughs> Sternoddle. Our next item is an application from Mr. Plagans uh, requesting a division of some property in Precinct 2. Mr. Plagans is uh, here. Uh, the application he has presented would be to divide a tract into an eight and four acre tract. Uh, there is an existing family easement in place that Mr. Plagans would like to use to divide his property, but the existing easement does not meet the crowning's requirements. It's, you know, we've had this easement down the middle of the property for 40 years and it's always been enough for everybody. It's all families around the property. And, uh, just find it unnecessary for the, this additional easement. It, uh, it's got a lot of trees on it and stuff, and it takes a lot of, a lot of money to clear it out to make this easement go through, and it's unnecessary because there's already a 20 foot easement there. It, is, is there such a thing as you planting it, the easement and agreeing with the rest of them to not clear the trees at this time, where you could still use the easement as is? But have it platted to where the easement would be there to satisfy the county's requirements, and you could still keep the trees if y'all if y'all so wish. I guess, but it seems unnecessary since there's already a 20 foot easement there. You know, there's already cable and telephone lines running down that easement. Right. There's really no other reason for that easement to be there. So the current uh, layout of the land is essential. 20-foot easement that serves as access to three property owners, correct? Uh, and Mr. Plagans is requesting to divide his property, one of the three, and the county's requirements would be that the portion of Mr. Plagans' property he's dividing either have exclusive access, being a minimum of a 30-foot easement to a public road, or the existing 20-foot easement be expanded to 40-foot, which would meet the county's requirements. <coughs> Either one of those uh, would be his options that would meet the county requirements. Well, Mr. Plagans, uh, you know, the court empathizes uh, with your situation, this being there for 40 years or whatever, but we do have certain requirements, <coughs> and we depend on Mr. Sternoddle to to let us know if they meet those requirements, and if they do not, then we have to address it. So, uh, Mr. Sternall, what is your what are you suggesting to the court today? The application presented does not meet the county's requirements for approval. If approved, it would be a variance given by the court. Um, the court saw fit to do so, um, but it is my opinion that 
there's opportunity to meet the requirements, but the application does not. I think what you just said is a good way of saying it. Mm -hmm. it's, it he has the opportunity to fall within the criteria, but he, but he doesn't currently. Correct, sir. So if this is approved the way it is, what happens down the line in 10 years if they want to, I mean, in 10 years from now, if somebody decides to sell some more property down there, what, what, what are we going to do with it then? The, there would be a, I guess, a precedent to not have any limit on how many people continue to divide that in the future. Yeah. That's the can of worms you're opening. Yeah. The only track that we're just is basically between one and two, right? Correct. So, Mr. Flagan, so on the map you have there, he owns tracks one and two, the eight acres that front CH Allen Road, as well as the 4.2 at the rear, and it is. Uh, the application is proposing to divide off the 4.2 at the rear, correct? So yeah. the only thing you really need that for is track two. Correct. Track one does not need anything because uh, right. it has road frontage. Right. So really you just need 30 feet, correct? Yeah, uh, so it, it doesn't need to be 40, it just needs to be 30. Correct. As, as an exclusive easement or owns property. Correct, so he has the option to have an exclusive 30-foot easement, like you said, for track two, or under a family division of property by the county's rule, he could expand the existing 20 by an additional 20-foot, uh, either, either options. Um, if the property owner chose to give a 30-foot easement for track two out to CH Island Road, that would satisfy the county's requirements. I'm actually trying to buy that four acres from my brother. It's, it wouldn't even be necessary for all that, you know. Because you own all 12 now? Me and my brother are, are tenants in common on, on the land, and we're dividing it up. He's got cancer, and he's not going to be around much longer. I eventually plan on buying the land from him. I'm just, we were trying to get it divided up so we knew just how much, where, where the boundaries were on Well, if you're doing that, it's a adjacent landowner. If you're buying it, you can buy from an adjacent landowner and make it into a larger track without an easement, correct? Correct, so long as each track has its own independent access. So if, it sounds like if you put the survey in, or excuse me, if you the easement was put in wherever to satisfy the county's requirements and it does follow through and you end up buying the brother out, then you could do away with that easement in the future. You're not required to develop it and build the road, but the easement would exist. I guess where the law does tell me, you know, I, I, I don't find it unnecessary, but you've got your rules, you know. Mr. Burnson, you got your hand up? Well, I was just gonna say, if, if, he, if he acquires it back now, the front layer of the easement would go away automatically because you can't have an easement on your own property. So if he acquires title to the property that the easement encumbers, it just disappears automatically. And and I think I don't I think y'all made it clear, but you can do a thirty foot easement without actually clearing it. Mm -hmm. It would exist <laughs> on paper on, on paper only. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. To protect that still what if situation should a third party mm -hmm. come in your say you don't agree on a price or whatever the relationship may be, they would exist to protect the county in that regard, but then if you do 
buy the land and you are owning both the easement would not exist at that time. So sounds like it would be a, a formality for the purpose of the transaction. So if the court would like to take action uh, and vote on the application that's in front of you, and with those comments, we would adjust the application and bring it back at a later time to reflect uh, a situation that does meet the county's requirements. Okay, I'll take a, a, a motion on the application from Charles Ploggins. Can, can we approve this right now with the 30-foot easement so we don't have to come back? Uh, Contingent on the. Or do we make a motion as such? Uh, if the motion was to approve the application from Mr. Plagans, that would include an exclusive 30 foot easement to track two pending a new drawing being submitted to me. You made that really complicated. You got that new? <laughs> no. Well, I don't want to approve what's in in here because it's not correct. Are you on any time constraints? I'm sorry. Are you on any time constraints to, for this to happen, or I mean, it'd be two more weeks for us to bring it back. But I mean, basically, I think we're all in agreement that we'll approve it with the 30-foot easement put in place. Okay. Uh, but we just need to rework some stuff. So. Can we bring it back in two weeks That's to fine. formally approve it? That's fine. Okay. Let, let's just put this yeah. one on hold for a couple of weeks, okay? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Let's we'll put this one on hold. We'll, we'll, we'll address that in a couple of weeks. To defer this. Defer time. this to next couple of weeks. Yes, sir, please. Well, we're meeting in two weeks, right? Yes. So that should still fit within the timeline. Yes. Okay. Um, we defer action item six to the future meeting. We're gonna, a motion has been made by Commissioner Second. Grossman to defer it. Commissioner Sternottle seconds. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, we'll defer that one. We'll move on now, Mr. Sternottle, to Beverly Krupa requesting the division of real property in Precinct 1. And this tract is a 27-acre tract being divided into a 20 and a 7. Uh, both of these lots will have public road frontage on below the wall road and meet all the county's requirements for access and acreage. I move to approve the uh, uh, approve the application from Beverly Cooper requesting division of real property located in Precinct One. Second. A uh, motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom and seconded by Commissioner Sternottle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. And again. Uh, I know most people understand that, but anytime we're dealing with acreage less than 10 acres, it, which is why it's always brought up here before the court, Mr. Sternot will consider and take appropriate action in approving the final plat of County Reserve Subdivision from Danny Vonacek. So this application is for a plat of subdivision in Precinct 4 on Plaisal Road. Uh, there will be 11 two-acre lots that will front the new county road once constructed. The county road name will be Country View Lane on the flat attached there. Is this uh, road gonna have to follow the new guidelines we stated? Correct. The three and years. That uh, the road maintenance and right-of-way bond uh, would be what I intend to present with the uh, engineer's completion letters before we would Adopted. So that's on Clazel Road, south of Schulenburg, is where kind of just 
right across from like reduced. It's gonna be a new county areas. road there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't. I know this is the next agenda item, but I, I know how Don looks through the road names, but we do have Country Way, and now we're gonna have Country View. We're getting really close on road names. Uh, <clears throat> well, we already have we have Deer Haven, Deer Hollow. Right. I know, and, and, and I realize that, but it, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's a way Viviolo, to make it. Viviolo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Differentiate them a little bit more. Don, Don does usually reach out to myself and to Ski and to the fire chief in the area, and we usually have a discussion about that when she goes through the paperwork for addressing. Um, and I think this one we had a discussion about and we looked at some of the other scenarios and, and I think we were kind of unanimously okay with it from an emergency response perspective. I mean, y'all are the ones it affects, it doesn't, it doesn't affect us. So just make sure. Commissioner Brosman, you want to put Yeah, I mean, we approved the final plan from Country Reserve Subdivision from Davey Vonichek. Okay, Commissioner Brosser makes that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. In your precinct again, Commissioner Brosman, consider and take appropriate action recognizing the following private road for mapping purposes only. Country View Lane. Yeah. We recognize the following private road for mapping purposes only. Country View Lane. Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Uh, Mr. Sternaudel, your monthly report as the County Inspector and Office of Development and Permitting, please. Sir, for the month of March, our office issued 29 new permits, uh, same as last month, and we conducted 32 inspections, slightly up from 27. We issued 22 new development permits and had six applications for divisions of property, significantly down from last month where we had 20. Uh, these six applications for divisions of property uh, were two from precinct one, three from precinct two, and one from precinct four. These were two family divisions of property one flatted subdivision that we recently saw here, and then three others that were either larger than 10 acres or transfers among neighbors. Uh, these applications resulted in 36 new tracts of property in Fayette County. And we have a workshop scheduled for when? Uh, early May, early is May. what we're shooting for on that. Uh, just kind of update uh, and reorganize our county subdivision regulations, just make them a little more user-friendly. I'm sorry, what did you say today was? What did you say today was? Uh, early May. Okay. I don't know if we set a specific date on that, but we're going <coughs> to have that in early May. And at that time, I intend to have a kind of preliminary layout for the commissioners to review. I make a motion we approve his monthly report. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Mr. Sternall, you're still on, uh, on the seat here. Consider and take appropriate action. Concerning granting two applications for pipeline public road board crossing permit submitted by ETC Texas Pipeline for said pipelines to cross under Deerhaven Road and Roundtop Road, all public county roads located in Fayette County. So the application there has been signed and all the fees paid. 
and everything was in order. I move that we approve the application submitted by ETC Texas Pipeline to bore under Deerhaven Road and Round Top Roads in Precinct 2. Motion has been made by Commissioner Sternaudle. Second. Second by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you very much, Clint. Appreciate it. Mr. Josh Van Dever, you're back up with your monthly report as EMS director, please. Yes, sir. Thank you, Judge. Um, so for the month of March, uh, we billed about $472,000 in charges. We received about $168,000 in cash donations or cash collections. You'll note that that is a drop significantly from the last two months and that it seems completely normal. The last two months were incredibly high and we didn't have a lot of explanation for that. Uh, one thing we were told is that towards the end of last year, there were some uh, decreases in the amount of payments that Medicare was processing, uh, which as you all know, Medicare is about 60% of our payer mix here. So that could explain some of that. And then Medicare did have an increase in what they were paying us. So um, we're still, we've already, we're about 33% of the way to our uh, projections for revenue, and it's only a quarter through the year, so we're still doing well. Uh, so nothing to be worried about there. Um, station four, uh, Commissioner Bruce, Commissioner Brosman and his crews were um, doing some work last week and paved the uh, paved the parking lot and driveway area. And we worked a couple days ago. We worked and put some furniture together, and we're still waiting on some stuff from Audio Video Plus in Schulenburg to bring some stuff over there. We're hoping to be moved into that station and operational by the end of the month. That may be an ambitious goal, but it's one we're gonna to try to meet. And then we're gonna try and schedule kind of a grand opening or a, a public kind of uh, a grand opening for the community to come check out the, the project and, and the new station in Schulenburg. Um, as far as staffing goes, uh, we're about to be in a somewhat of a difficult spot. We uh, have two employees that are having babies. Uh, one of our employees, uh, significant other, is having a baby in the next couple days, and one of our female uh, EMTs is having a baby. So, you know, we're going to have some shortages. We uh, found out another employee is going to have surgery, so um, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get scarce here for the next uh, couple of months. But um, everything's going well otherwise. Um, I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about ambulance purchases. Uh, you'll notice there's a future agenda item on today's meeting about um, the bids for a new chassis. Um, as we talked about before, uh, we are using ARP funds to buy another ambulance. Um, we're having hard times uh, finding those ambulances. So the existing manufacturer went up about 30%, 35%, almost $100,000 in a year. Um, we've gone to another manufacturer, Fraser, that we used to buy our ambulances from. Uh, we found a much better price. Um, in, in a little while, you'll see the bid being submitted for your approval for a Dodge 4500 chassis from Oviedo um, at about $72,000. And I just now I want to give you a comparison on what if we just bought the full ambulance from Frazier, what the chassis would cost. <clears throat> and I don't have a Dodge comparison because they can't get Dodges. Um, but a Ford F450 would be about $81,500. 
um, and an international CV515, which is kind of the comparison that it's essentially the Chevy 4500. It's just made by international. The Chevrolets are made by international as well. Um, the, uh, that would be 95,000. The only benefit to that truck is it comes with liquid spring suspension already, which is about 15,000. So on top of everything, doing business local will still save money buying the chassis uh, if we elect to do that um, in a little while. Um, I think that's about it for my report, unless you guys have anything you would like. We also have, we also have still six of our employees, seven of our employees are in paramedic school right now. Three of them are gonna graduate in August. Um, they are all on track to graduate and doing very well. So um, the Senate money that you guys have allowed us to use and in coming months, the scholarship, the reimbursement money that you guys hopefully will allow us to use um, is gonna go to good use at, at putting us kind of ahead and fixing some of the staffing crisis that we're feeling here, uh, but also in our entire industry. So unless you guys have anything else, that's it for my report. I make a motion we accept Josh's report. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed, motion carries. You want to discuss, Josh, this uh, contract with Ninth Brain Suite? So Ninth Brain, uh, previously the agreement that we had was with a company called Career Cert. They got sold to, a, to Lexapol, which is a, a company you guys may or may not have heard of. They do a lot of governmental kind of legal documents and such. Um, Lexipol was going to get more expensive, um, and we didn't really see the value in doing that. They didn't really increase their services at all. This is very little more per student. I think it's like five to ten dollars more per per employee over forty employees. Um, this is something. This is what we provide our continuing education. Uh, we're required to provide it through the state to give them their continuing education hours, um, and the members of our staff that handle that aspect of our operation are happy with this platform, so I'm just asking that you approve the contract. I'll make a motion we accept that contract. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you very much, Josh. Item number 14, discuss, consider, and take appropriate action in authorizing an amount not to exceed $13,000 for the county match for the FEMA assistance to firefighters grant for EMS radios. Is Ms. Hong here? There she is in the back. Uh, I still remember there was a 10% match for the overall grant that we received for Schubenberg if they were the applicant. And so um, the 13,000, actually for Josh's it's right around 11,000. <coughs> But we have some radios um, that have not been assigned to other departments that we've talked about just having the county absorb that cost so that if we need to have extra radios, if we want to uh, sign them out, sorry, uh, that we'll have them available. So it would not be more than 13000 It's probably going to be closer to the 11000 that we talked about. But that's their match for the radios that we got through the AFG grant. It's a heck of a deal for the nice radios they got. That's for sure. Uh, I move we authorize the amount not to exceed thirteen thousand for the county match for the FEMA assistance to firefighters grant for EMS radios. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed. Motion carries. Thank you, Ms. Hahn.
I think you're up for the next item as well. Consider and take appropriate action in approving and entering into an agreement between Datavox and Fayette County for the, uh, help me, uh, how, how do you say that phone system? Avaya. Avaya phone system for the offices of JP3 and the Road and Bridge Precinct 3 using American Rescue Funds. Yes, sir. Uh, Kevin Wonderlick asked me about using the, some of the funds, and I'm sorry, I think the last time we talked, it was around $5,000. I don't have the exact number. Uh, but the Commissioner Bergenhoff and the uh, JP3, are, their phone situation is pretty, in pretty bad shape from what Kevin says, and this would just allow them to be part of the system that, that we were able to purchase through ARP funds. Cassie, did he ever give you a... Uh, yes, ma'am, there's a, a contract in there. So the total would be $5,255.17, and that's for a three-year I make a motion we do that. Enter an agreement. Commissioner Birkenhoff seconds it. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Ms. Hahn, you're up again, please. Yes, Consider sir. and take appropriate action signing a resolution updating authorized signatures for the grant application to General Land Office for the Local Hazardous Mitigation Plan Program. If you will remember, when we applied for the funding for GLO, we had to see to uh, just to apply to submit the application. At the time, Judge Weber was in the office, and so he was the authorized representative. For the program, we have to have two authorized representatives. Since Judge Miller is now in office, we need this new resolution that will say his name, as well as authorizing mine and me, so that I can sign the documents that we need to submit to them for reimbursement through that grant. So it's really just an updated resolution to try to follow. I move we sign a resolution updating authorizing signatures uh, for the grant application to the land to the general land office for the hazard mitigation plan. Motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you. Ms. Hahn again. No. Uh, no. Nope. Judge Zappalak. Okay. Uh, Authorized auditor to advertise for seal, sealed bids for doubling grinding of the current brush pile and double grinding for single grind pile from last year at the Fayette County Recycling Center. Judge Zappalak. Good morning. So we did receive uh, two bids and they are both above the $50,000 mark. So we have to uh, have those rebid. It is more than fifty thousand dollars. Last year it was thirty-five for the single single grind, and um, it's doubled this year so far. And we are completely out of double grind lunch, so we only have single grind. But this has been in the work for about six weeks, so. No, I mean people aren't really able to use the single grind because it's so coarse. So Correct. That's why we have to do the double. So you have two bids right now? Yes. So we can't just accept one of the bids? They're over 50000 They have to go out for a sealed bid. Oh, so now we get... They're, they're, just, they're just basically got estimates from this now is, this, is, this is to advertise, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, too, it'll just... I mean, it's, it's a lot of money, but it'll help us maybe alleviate some fire issues later in the year if we reposition the mulch that's there and get them longer. 
smaller rows. So. In, in its current form, the single grind is is uh, not highly sought out. So we have to do something with it. I move we authorize the, the auditor for seal bids for double grinding of the current brush pile and the double grinding of the single grind pile for last year. The motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by uh, uh, Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Okay, Judge Zaplak, your item number 18. Consider and take appropriate action concerning approving quote from Clean Earth for the household and hazardous waste facility cleanout at the Fayette County Recycling Center in LaGrange. Correct. This is um, basically I've, I've got a preliminary bid from them on what it would cost to uh, to clean out our current HHW um, materials, and so it's kind of a formality. There's a contract, so I need a signature on that. This is not a final bid. Of course, when they start getting into all of the different chemicals and stuff, if it takes them longer, there, it is going to increase. Um, currently, it's about $15,000, which <clears throat> spread out over three years is really not that much. Because last time, it was close to 26000 and that was about an 18-month period. Mm. So. Most of it is paint, that's why. So like the chemicals that I had spoke with you about that a landowner in my precinct has, that he has a large amount of chemicals in a barn that he had purchased, but they don't have the labels on them. And he said that they won't take them without labels on them. I Correct. see that to be a major problem because I don't want him disposing of these harsh chemicals mm -hmm. in a improper manner and so our license is for household quantities only and so that that limits us on what we can actually take and the amount that we can take and then when you get into unlabeled items it really limits us so yours this gentleman you're talking about that wouldn't be household items no it was in a barn that uh, the gentleman that passed away that sold them had all of these chemicals in a barn and it's like a large amount like barrels of it and uh, I mean, it, it, it's not like a gallon jug that you just have to worry about. It's a large amount. And uh, it's been in there for some time without labels on them. So it's, you know. And this happens quite often. I mean, people buy property and then they go to clean it out and then they bring it to Paul to do something with them. Sometimes you just can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's willing to pay to dispose of it. They'll just need to know the proper way to go about that. It's crazy some of the stuff they consider hazardous. You know, household hazardous. This stuff that we use every day. I mean, it's like the, the stuff for your lawn, the wheat spray and the fertilizer and all that. If you bring it there, well, it's hazardous, but everybody's stoned it on their lawn at home. <laughs> I mean, it don't make sense. You know? So you can store it in your garage, sitting next to, you, next to each other on the same shelf, not a problem. You bring it to us, and we have to separate every single thing out and keep it. Wow. Everything separated. Well, it's good to know. So we're just approving the quote contract, basically, to enter into a contract with them. Okay. I move we enter into a contract with Clean Earth for the household hazardous waste facility clean out at the Fayette County Recycle Center. Motion has been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you very much. Thank you.
Our next item, gentlemen, is considering to take appropriate action in entering into construction contract between Chanos Construction and Fayette County on behalf of the Regional Air Center for the renovation of hangar number 101. This is that item we discussed last time. Uh, yes, and uh, I already spoke with Commissioner Birkenhoff about this one, um, and I'm going to ask the court for us to defer this item um, probably until the next commissioner's work. And, uh, and I'm going to meet with Blake this time a week, and we'll okay. try to come up with a solution to this problem. So. This, this is the one we approved last time, right? Yes. Well, we approved bids. I'm sorry. Yes. But we're going to meet. It's come a weekend. We're gonna we're gonna come up with a solution, and then so I move we defer item 19 to the next commissioner's court meeting. Okay. Motion <laughs> has been made to defer the item by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed. Motion carries. We'll defer that item. Thank you, Mr. Watson. Next item is to consider and take appropriate action on advanced funding agreements for the replacement or rehabilitation of three bridges off the state system between the Texas Department of Transportation and Fayette County, specifically Cooper Road over Williams Creek, Foster Road over Foster's Creek, and Clatt Road over Jack's Creek. Cassie, are you going to speak to that? Um, I can or through. I mean, this is just from the last time uh, Commissioner's Court we approved those resolutions that we got from TxDOT for the bridge replacements. This is just that second part. They have us sign these agreements. But the bridges, we don't have to do the match for that this time. So. They're 10% match at all. They're paying 100% of it. I mean, if you look how much these bridges are costing, that's how much they're saving. The taxpayers, like the two of mine, if you combine those two, it's almost a million and a half dollars. I, I think yours is like 300 and Fifty something thousand. I can't remember exactly. Somewhere it's there. on here somewhere, but I mean, that's a lot of money that you're saving the taxpayers. Fake County. I know it's the federal tax dollars going into it, so we're paying for it anyways. But still, at least the federal money is being spent here locally instead of God knows what they do with it. So, uh, uh, move that we approve the advanced funding agreements for the replacement or rehabilitation of the three bridges of the state system. Okay. Motion. Motion been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternaudel. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Cassie. Okay. Accept and approve the written plan of Industry Telephone Company to install a new buried communication line upon and along the right-of-way of Bullrick Road in Precinct 2 with Industry Telephone Company being required to be responsible for repairs and or being required to make repairs or direct or collateral damage, if any, caused by industry telephone company and or its contractors to the preceding road and to other utilities utilizing the public right-of-ways. You gonna to speak to that, Cassie? Uh, I can, yes, they just um, sent this request in just like they do with uh, Fayette Water in Colorado Valley, so they're going to be pouring in the right-of-way on Fort Road. Um, any comments on that? No, no, that's just one of them things that they have to do. I moved that we approved a written plan from Industry Telephone to install the buried communication lines along Ulrich Road in Precinct 2. Mo Motion's been made by Commissioner Sternaudel, seconded by Commissioner McBroom. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Item number 22, acknowledge the fiber service drop plans and upgrade plans for Colorado Valley Telephone to install new buried fiber optic cables and <coughs> copper cables 
within the corridors of Cummins Creek Way, Roundtop Road, Floyd Road, Jaster Road, Andreas Road, two sections, Shanks Road, Klaus Road, two sections, Mayor Cemetery Road, Precinct 2, Jerome Road, West County Line Road, Precinct 3, and Lydiac Road in Precinct 4. We will be acknowledged uh, fiber service drop plans and upgrade plans of the Colorado Valley Telephone Cooperative to install buried fiber optic cables and copper cables within the corridors of the listed roads below. Um, the only thing I would like to add on that is um, Cummins Creek Way is actually within the city limits of Round Top, so we'll just need to take that one off because we can't. That is correct. Okay. So listed yes. roads below. Except for Cummins Creek. Excluding Cummins Creek. Okay. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item is to authorize audit engagement letter with Trillishek and Company to conduct the required department audit for the juvenile board. Zach, are you here? Yes. There you are. Okay. Tell us about this, please. So it's just a, it's a required by the state that we do an internal audit for the department every year. So that's what that is for. And so if you have any questions, do you recommend that we do this, Zach? Yes. We have to do it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we authorize audit engagement letter with Trellishek and Company conduct to be conducted, uh, which is required by the Department of Audit for the TJJD. Motion has been made by Commissioner Birkenhoff. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. All right, Zachary, you're up again. Approve the 2023 contract and agreement for guaranteed secure short-term detention of juvenile offenders with the Rockdale Youth Academy. That's a standard contract for detention days uh, in Rockdale. It was approved in the March 15th juvenile board meeting. That Rockdale, that's something new, correct? Yes. Okay. We've, we've done a contract with them in the past, um, but it hasn't been done for uh, the last 10 years because at that time they had stopped taking out of county contracts and were serving their own youth, but now they're opening that up again. So this sort of gives you an addition to, <coughs> to the Victoria facility? Correct. It's just another tool for our tool belt. Right. And we'll uh, Commissioner, just so you're aware, uh, Zach and I had talked. We, uh, I did get a chance to look over both this one and the next uh, contract on the agenda. Um, and so our office has had eyes on that and made some changes, and uh, we've approved both of those agreements. Very good. Commissioner. I move, I move we approve the 2023 contract between <coughs> contract and agreement for guaranteed secure short term detention for juvenile offenders with the Rockdale Youth Academy. Commissioner Birkenhoff makes that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. And Mr. Zachary, your one more item here, the 2022-24 uh, 20, contract in agreement with secure long-term residential services for juvenile offenders, again with the Rockdale Youth Academy. Right. The difference between this contract and the last contract is that this one's for placement and treatment. So it's been a program that could last six to nine months, and you know they have drug rehab and sex offender treatment and those types of things. And Blake, you say you looked this over as well? Uh, yes, sir. 
I so move. A motion's been made by Commissioner McBroom. Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Zachary. I appreciate it. We appreciate it. Acknowledge certificate of course completion of opening meetings acts and public information act for county judge. I so move. Commissioner McBroom makes the motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Authorize the following class request. Crystal Landry and Sandra Mendel, Deputy County Clerks, to attend the Texas Association of Counties Probate Academy, May 10th through the 12th in Lubbock. Constable Roger Wunderlich and Constable Billy Wrench and Constable Robert Chambers to attend the 20-hour civil process program, May 7th through the 10th in Galveston. Cindy Havelka, County Auditor, to attend the 2023 County Administrative Training, July 17th, held in Galveston. I'll make that motion. Second. Seconded by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action in accepting all bids and or awarding a bid for the EMS vehicle. Cindy? Y'all do have copies on them. Okay. So those bids are brought off the press. It's what I discussed earlier. Um, they, while we don't have comparable bids, because only one bid was turned in, and, and just so you guys know, we went to Ford. Uh, we went to Chuck Brown Ford and LaGrange to talk to them about this. The problem with Ford right now is if you order a truck with the fleet incentive on it, you're not going to get it for an un you're going to get it whenever you get it. It could be seven months from now. It could be seven years from now. Who knows? Um, so the only way to do this is to order these trucks flat out as a retail unit. Now, with Ford, they cannot put the ambulance prep package. And please don't ask me what exactly that does. I just know the manufacturers have both said that's absolutely necessary. Ford can't do it outside of a fleet vehicle. So there's no way to order a Ford ambulance prep package as a retail vehicle. Um, the other option through freight, and so through Fraser, the manufacturer, um, we could do an F450, but the price just for the chassis from them would be $81,500. Um, an international comparable, obviously it has about $15,000 worth of stuff that we're gonna have to do to this anyway. But that one's $95,000. So this truck, with that liquid spring suspension and the other things that they do to make an ambulance ready, the total would come out to $87,900. So we'd still save money going this route. Um, and it's not like a stripped down truck. It is a, it is a nice ambulance chassis, just like we have on our other vehicles. Um, and the, the price that Chuck Brown has quoted us, is, or I'm sorry, that Oviedo has quoted us is $72,385. To my knowledge, are the only people that put in a bid. What's the longevity if you compare the Dodge to the Fords? Both of them. I mean, it's well. you know, it's it's all generally the same. You know, they they all have their demons, right? Some of the Dodges, I say, some of the Dodges have typically that we've had have had transmission issues. However, you know, we have a Ford F four fifty that hit sixty one thousand miles and needs a new transmission. Luckily, Ford Motor Company is gonna 
we think Ford Motor Company is going to help us with about 90% of the cost of that repair. But, um, you know, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, they're, they're all trucks. I mean, they all start and they all go to calls. So, um, it's kind of what's available. And obviously like if we're not buying it straight through the manufacturer, I'd prefer to buy local. And this gives us an opportunity to check that box and it's cheaper, uh, than, than the comparative way doing it. Do you think now that you've had a few years with the, the heavier trucks versus the one tons, you think they're holding up a lot better? Yeah, so if you're going to have your boxes, so I don't know that we're ever going to go the accreditation route at Fayette County EMS unless it become, unless we're going to get something out of it. Um, but, you know, while we're not going to pursue the formal accreditation through CAS, um, I think it's still smart to meet those requirements. Um, and so, the only way you're really going to meet the requirements is by doing the F450. Now, if you go to a gas motor, you can do the 3500s. Um, but, you know, the problem with the gas motor is not only the idle time that, that we have on our trucks, being that we do posting and we do a lot of transfer trucks, situations like that, but it's also mileage. I mean, if, if you guys were going to go buy a gas truck, would you buy one with 120,000 miles on it? Versus if you were going to buy a diesel truck, that's probably not a big concern. You know, and we run these things up to 300,000 miles. Every single truck that we get rid of has at least 300,000 miles on it. So, um, my recommendation is to stay with the heavier chassis, and I'm just not gutsy enough to go with the gas. Even though the 73, you know, the Ford 73 motor is getting a lot of acclaim, we just don't know what that's going to do at 300,000 miles with an ambulance box on the back of it its entire life. Will we accept all bids and award the bid to Oviedo Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Fiat of the Grange, Texas for the price of $72,381? Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman, seconded by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Next item is considering to take appropriate action in declaring a sheriff's vehicle salvage surplus to be assumed by, an ins by the insurance company. Um, on this, we had a sheriff's vehicle that was involved in a accident, and according to our insurance, when we uh, presented it to them, the vehicle is a total loss, and we can choose two ways to settle the loss settlement. We could either accept to keep the vehicle, and we would get a payment back on it of $29,863. Or we declare the vehicle a salvage surplus and let the insurance company keep it. And then we would get paid on that $41,039.67. And in talking with the sheriff's department, they would like to go with the latter and let the insurance company keep the vehicle and get the $41,000. Sounds reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what would we do with <laughs> it? I'll make a motion we do that. <laughs> Second. Second by Commissioner Sternoddle. All in favor say aye. aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Cindy, I believe you're up again. Consider and take appropriate action concerning an internship for Justice of the Peace Precinct 1. Actually, I think I'll let Paul talk on it first. <laughs> okay. But this is basically just yeah. basic. Oh, all right. All right. We're, we're, ahead, we're ahead of the game here. This is the way at least I, I look. So this is.
this is going to be basically a uh, summer internship for a senior at Tarleton State. Uh, this would be her last semester and would meet requirements both for her to have college credit, but she'd also uh, work for the county. Mostly, uh, basically what we're looking at is, is she would mostly work for uh, JP, JP1, but the hope is, so she's a criminal justice major, so my hope is that uh, she could possibly spend some time with a couple other offices just to give a, a well-rounded view of different careers in that field and, and just become a better educated citizen. Uh, there is distinct start and stop dates. Basically, uh, we would start the week of June 4th, and internship would end the week of July 28th. She would work about 16 hours, well, she would work 16 hours per week for a total work number hours of 128. Her internship requires that she works 120 hours. Uh, th this was just... She said she would like to work a little bit extra. So there's a couple extra hours there. I think traditionally some of the, the past inter internships uh, here in Fayette County, we have offered those as paid since they are doing some service for us and for our residents. Uh, now, granted, being an internship, the pay would be a little bit lower. What, what I um, would like to offer is $10 an hour for her services. I, I believe that that should already pretty much be in, in my budget. Um, I don't think we're going to go over budget with that pay. And some of the essential duties and functions uh, employees says that's all listed there if you have any questions. Okay, well, I appreciate is you have the weeks, you have a start time, a, a stop time, amount of hours worked. Our interns before in the past were kind of just whatever they felt like working. And so this, I really appreciate you going through the time and effort of doing this because it's really laid out well and it makes it much easier for us to know. Right. It, it, just, it makes it way more sense than everything needs to be done. So. I'll make that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? Motion carries. Thank you, Judge. Thank Pre you very much. Appreciate it. Uh, next item is discuss and take any appropriate action concerning uniforms of road and bridge and recycling center. Okay, on this issue, you will find a sheet that I put in front of y'all of some of the uniform issues we have and some of them that have been brought to our attention. Um, I'm in talking, and Teresa has talked to some of y'all 
Some of y'all are happy with the uniform company. Some of y'all are not. I've checked with Blake. I think our contract, if we give them a 60-day notice, it is currently, it was currently out at the end of 2019, but we never addressed anything with them, so it's currently going, but if we gave them a 60-day notice, I think we would be able to be out of that contract with Unifirst. Now, Unifirst was through Bible, so we did not have to go out for bid with them. So we just kind of wanted to bring this to y'all so y'all can discuss. I know some people have asked about buying their uniforms outright and having the employees laundry it. For Rotom Bridge, that's probably not advisable because of what your guys get on their uniforms, but some like recycling, I think they're currently doing that, which is another thing we have to address because if they currently are doing that, we're still getting billed for laundering it. But when we started with them, they were a lot of people got on that value lease where they just got the uniforms and do we have a list of who's supposed to be who or or maybe we don't need a list now but maybe that's something we need to send out to the department heads to see I which ones are which choice is working on that and, and i got another question is it is it the company or is it maybe some of the route drivers because some of you have we all have different uh i don't know you said some of y'all are satisfied who is it you you I'm, oh, i've never been asked you're not satisfied my guy's never complained about so okay i didn't even but know y'all got the same guy. deliver guy i don't know uh, I because the reason why I, the reason why i'm asking is because i went through here recently went through probably two or three different delivery guys and we had one of them that you know he he understood the problem and and he'd tell the guys give me two weeks to change out your washed out pants and shirts. Some of the guys' shirts, you can you can see through them, they're so thin. And and then some of the guys don't acknowledge what their request is. That's why I'm asking because I, I don't know if it's necessarily the company or they're not reporting it to them because, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the route drivers took care of it. He took notes of it. He made sure the guys got new pants in two weeks. The next guy come along is like, yeah, sure. And that, nothing ever happened. So I don't know where the problem is. I think it's an administration problem as well as the billing. So oh. we'll, we'll get it and then, you know, they've lost six pants. They reimburse us for 12 shirts. Well, that's it's the thing just too a, is it's a lot of confusion. We never see the bill. Right. That's and so we've talked about that of how Maybe we need, we need to, to reconcile it with yeah. each sure with each commissioner because we don't know what's being turned down. You would wear some of the guys would wear some of their clothes and they get some oil, some grease on them, whatever. They would go to replace them because they had all the stuff on them. Well, then they will charge us one. Well, they're uniform. Yeah. I mean, you're not sitting behind the desk. You're changing oil. You're working on the tar trucks and everything. They're going to get dirty. They're going to get messed up. That's why you have uniforms instead of wearing your own clothes, and that's the service you pay for. And so that's something that I don't And I don't know. With my experience with the uniforms in the past is that it doesn't matter who you get. They're all good for the first three or four years, and then they just start sloughing off. And that's why people always have to change uniform companies. I don't know. I know what they're recycling. Ours, and I went to washing mine at home because mine is, it was always a lot more sweatier than it was oily. And so you leave that shirt lay for five days, it gets pretty nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I would wash mine, you know. And some days I would go, to, to, go through two or three shirts changing out constantly. And so this is partially mine. Uh, you know, the reason it's on here is because I spoke with Josh and EMS, they have an allowance that they provide for their uniforms and stuff. And that's what I would like to do with the recycling. 
I think in the long run, it would save the county some money if we bought our own, you know, shirt, something like what Josh is wearing, not white, but um, embroidered, and we buy those five a year. In two years, I think we're going to cover our employees, and we're going to only have to replace a minimal. Currently, we pay 1200 bucks a year, and they tell us that they replace our uniforms. I had the same uniforms for three years. I never replaced, they never replaced any of my uniforms. And, uh, I can see you wearing white pants and a white shirt. One of the problems is, though, like, like Drew said, these guys, some of our guys get those uniforms so messed up, they don't want to take them home and wash them. Right. I mean, they need a commercial clean, cleaner to do it because they, when they're around those tar trucks or dropping the gear all out of a motor grader, nobody wants to take them home with them. Who are you? Mom would be very mad. And so with ours, you know, we launder all of our own, but we're getting charged. Yeah. And I've approached this, and the driver told me basically it's in the contract, so there's nothing we can do. And so I want to get out of that. And I told him, I said, well, it may be in the contract for current employees, but it's not for new employees. So I have a new employee that I would like to proceed with a different route. Is okay. there any other uniform companies that go through by board like this? I Do would have to look, according to Teresa, there's only four that we can find uniform companies. And that's Junifers, G&K, Artmark. I thought G&K was that bit when I went to CentOS. Got yeah. Okay, so then CentOS is the only other one. Or could we, could we split... Could we split it up to where the road and bridge department We've been there. could use the uniforms, you know, and have them wash them, and some of the other departments that de decide not to don't have to. You know, well, how long have we been with the DM? Hmm? How long have we been with uniforms? Three uniforms, four years. 2018. 2018. Yes. That started? And it was a 36-month contract? Um, Paul, would you be happy with the value option where the county buys the shirts and then y'all order them themselves? A short-term contract. I mean, you still have the uniform renewed every year. Why can't we just send out our our notice that we were backing out? Y'all send them all back. Like you don't want them anymore, and then call them on the phone and say, "Hey, we need uniforms." Renew it as a value process with them until we send them the sixty-day notice letter. We did swap to Universe from Gorman's before, um, because we had such a hard time with Gorman's when, when going through this. So issues with uh, our uniform and our cleaning services for those has kind of been a recurring issue. So 36 months after the installation, which was December of 2019. So yeah, we've been with them for a while. I mean, I know the, the company says that they need to know how many pants you're missing, how many shirts you're missing, and what you're missing. So we made sure, once again, we'd stop the driver yesterday, and we told him, hey, we haven't had one of the, one of our workers stop and talk to him and said, hey, I haven't had pants for over a month now. I was waiting. I thought maybe y'all just lost them, and maybe y'all were going to find them. I told you about it a couple times. Well, he goes to his little handheld where he scans them, and he counts them all. He's like, oh, yeah, it's been a month and a half, and you're missing six pairs of pants. Well, if you can look at your little thing right here and tell me for a month and a half, I've been missing six pairs of pants, but yet your company continues to charge me for them. Well, I'm sorry, but that's... And we are charging the employees a portion of that. Yes, thing. absolutely. And if it's incorrect, you know... Absolutely. Yeah. But on the same token, like she said, too, they may overcharge us for jeans on the invoices, and then the credit comes back as shirts. Well, those two don't match for credit-wise, 
So then sometimes we're giving, getting over credit amount, and then sometimes it's not. So we can't always balance the invoice either because, and Teresa's having a hard time having to call constantly and says, where does this credit apply? I don't, know. I don't know. I would think if you're going to look into all this other stuff, it'd be a good time to look into the price and get prices from other ones. Yeah. If, I would say that we should defer this item and let somebody do some legwork with Cindy and Judge Zapolak. Maybe Commissioner Brosman, you'd like to do that. Teresa's <laughs> 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 reached out. We just haven't heard replies back from Lena first yet. But we can go looking at the other ones and see who's on by board and get the prices. And I think Commissioner Sternoddle, I mean, this is y'all's realm, it's not mine, but I think Commissioner Sternoddle brings up a good point. What may be good for your guys' road and bridge may not be good for recycling. Something to think about. I mean, if you go out and cut the big trees down and they're full of poison ivy and you take them home. And you get all that stuff all over the house and all over the washing machine. Mom likes to mom ain't gonna be happy. But then on the other hand, itching at, for about three weeks. On the other hand, you look at Josh over there. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> the white one. Yeah. That's because you guys gonna spend all day in commission. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna have white pants on next week too. Starts. Well, there's a motion that we uh, defer this item. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, motion passes. We'll defer that item to the next time we meet. Consider and take appropriate action in approving record consultants to come in and manage our records for retention or destruction. Cindy? We haven't done this in about maybe three or four years. Uh, and I know a lot of people have records that they need to have gone through. Records retention, we gave them a kind of estimated number of how many boxes we have for them to go through, and that is on page six of their contract. The more they have to go through the boxes, look through it, categorize what's in it, or in file drawers, that cost us $28 a box. If the box is just labeled like mine may be, says JP Records, and they can see it from just glancing at it, then that's $21 a box. We currently turned into them about $275 of boxes, which when I kind of figured this out, the estimate I think was almost close to $7,000. There may be a little bit less when they get in and see that they don't have to go through all of this, or a little bit more. And this is something that needs to be done because a lot of people have files that have accumulated and need to be cleared out. And I did reach out to all the offices and sent out notices. I got back replies from one, two, three, five, six, twelve offices. So uh, it is a lot of cleaning out that we will be doing. I just need approval to go ahead with this contract to at least have them come and start looking. Then after they look and they label everything, then they will come back at a later date and give me an estimate of what it's gonna to cost to destroy them, and then they turn that information over to the state library. Where did you come up with that number for 275 boxes? I called each office. I see. And they told me how many boxes they had that 
did not have to go through or how many boxes they had that they were gonna, or like I think one of the groups said, my stuff is stored in file door, uh, drawers, will they go through that? And I said, yes, they'll go through that, but we need it to, uh, and then they'll label what all is in there and go through each file and say, okay, this file cannot be destroyed or this file can be, so. And then they'll tell you whether they're current, you know, if it's a permanent, like my board minutes cannot be destroyed. So then they'll label my box permanent, cannot be destroyed. They'll go back while they're going through this and label each box as to what's in it and what can be destroyed or what year they can be destroyed. So you're making this recommendation that we contract out with them? Yes, that's who we've used in the past and they seem to do a very good job with it. I'll make that motion. Second. Second by Commissioner Brosman. All in favor say aye. Aye. Opposed? Motion carries. Consider and take appropriate action concerning approving the payment of currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Cindy? Y'all have any questions? I sent this out yesterday. <clears throat> Didn't seem like we had a whole lot that wasn't. You see, that's all it's <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> All Rodney Reed's bridge stuff was on there. So that was about the only thing, but that was something that we had in. Yes. So and just the regular CRS too. Was 17. I did ask and inquire with Sherry. It didn't seem like anybody's coming back and telling us, you know, how we had all the issues last year with the bid prices on the gravel and all that going up. Everything seems to still be under our bids that we had, so that's good. It's because everything's just high. Well, you're true on that. I was going to mention my rolling shelving unit that I have in the County Parks uh, Volta area was 58502 and that is in, and we pay that out of my budget. Oh, for records management. Y'all have any questions on anything else? No. <laughs> Except that whenever you see that the commissioners aren't paving a whole bunch of roads this year, uh, just the oil that we use, the CRS2P, just for 5,000 gallons, which doesn't go that far, because we put two shots on the road, that's roughly about $17,000 per load. So, you factor that into the limestone, the material, and the diesel, and the man hours, and everything else that it takes to build a road. It's cost an awful lot this year. Hey, Paul, what about the trash bags? Are they, have they gone up a lot, or? No. No? We okay. just got a, a shipping in. And, I see that. And uh, they were, I think, a half a cent higher than previously. It was less than a penny. That's good. <clears throat> the trash bags. I think we're kind of winding up at the buildings on repairs and all that so do we ever get everything through finally with founders park yeah i mean the city paid lcra paid we did get our uh grant fund money in from awas that it came in we got the seventy nine thousand dollars back from when we spent on that uh, $104,000, I think it was, on the AWOS project. So we did get our money and our share back. And the, um, Jason, you may know, but the uh, building repairs over there at the uh, at the airport that we had the insurance claim on, that's some of that's getting paid for, getting taken care of too? Okay. 
move we approve the payment of the currently due Fayette County bills and expenses. Motion has been made by Commissioner Brosman. Second. Second by Commissioner Birkenhoff. All in favor say aye. Aye. Uh, Motion carries. Commissioner Second. Brosman moves that we adjourn. Seconded by Commissioner McGroom. All in favor say aye. 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 Motion approved. We are adjourned.